morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, September 28th. We're keeping our eye on the tropics and Hurricane Ian. So let's go straight to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center to get your updated forecast. And good Wednesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Tropical storm warnings now in effect for Berkeley County, also Charleston, Coastal Collinson County, and Point South as we watch Hurricane Ian making landfall today in the state of Florida. Eventually headed our way. First, the clouds, and those started to move in yesterday. They'll continue to thicken today. Breeze will start to pick up a cooler day, mostly cloudy and 74 degrees tomorrow. Some showers possible late. We'll be breezy at 71, and then we see that rain move in. Some of it very heavy at times windy out there with coastal flooding likely on Friday. All that gets out of here though just in time for the weekend. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Now let's check your morning headlines. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster is pushing that the time to prepare is now as the state braces for the arrival of remnants of Hurricane Ian. This came as part of a briefing yesterday from the South Carolina Emergency Management Division on what we could expect to see in the next few days. But we know that we're going to experience some, some rough weather and we'll be making announcements uh, as necessary, full announcements when the, when the time comes. The governor says that the state is fully prepared for the storm, but that the public needs to listen to information from official sources rather than social media. Officials at the news conference say it's also important for everyone to have emergency plans just in case and that residents should review personal safety plans. Officials are reminding all of us to have a plan and emergency kit in place just in case of an emergency. Your kit should also include non-perishable items like canned goods and snacks. It's also important to have a flashlight, batteries in case the power goes out. Technology is a big part of our lives and now you can get the latest information on storms right at your fingertips on your phone or smart device. That's why officials remind us to pack power sources into your emergency kit. Now to help protect your property from flooding due to heavy rainfall and high tides. We're expecting three Charleston County municipalities are handing out self-serve sandbags. Now today events will be held in Charleston, North Charleston and Folly Beach to help you prepare. Charleston city officials say you need to bring your own shovel, but they will provide a limited number of free sand and bags. For details regarding the timing and locations, you can head to live5news.com. Because of the potential impacts of Hurricane Ian, you can expect some closures and some rescheduled events. Charleston County Schools will close Friday and students will have an e-learning day. The district says Kaleidoscope will operate tomorrow and tomorrow afternoon and evening, but all other after-school activities and programs are canceled.
The storm is causing high schools and colleges to also change plans for their football games this week. USC and South Carolina State game has been moved up to tomorrow due to that storm. The Gamecocks will take on the SC State Bulldogs in Columbia at 7 p.m. The game was originally scheduled for noon Saturday. University of South Carolina officials say all tickets for Saturday will be honored tomorrow night. And the Cooper River Bridge Run is canceling the Kids Run and Family Festival set for this weekend. Officials say they're moving the event that was scheduled for Sunday, October 2nd because of the potential impacts of Ian. The event is now scheduled for Sunday, January 8th at Stony Field. Organizers say they'll give more updates as that event gets closer. Dorchester Paws is urgently looking for emergency fosters to take in animals this weekend. The animal shelter says they've been advised to evacuate animals on campus as they're guaranteed to have flooding at their low-lying facility. Anyone can be an emergency foster and it does not cost a dime. The shelter will give fosters all of the supplies they need and they're asking those who choose to open their homes to foster at least through the weekend. At the State House, the South Carolina House of Representatives has rejected a bill that would add more restrictions to the state's current six-week ban on abortion. The chamber's Republican majority says that legislation was too watered down for them to send to the governor. House members voted 95 to 11 to reject the bill the Senate passed earlier this month. The House had previously approved legislation that would ban abortion from conception, with some exceptions. The chamber's conservative majority said the bill that the Senate approved which builds on the current six-week ban does not go far enough. That legislation now goes to a smaller panel of appointed members from each chamber to work out a compromise. But the Senate's Republican leader has said they don't have the votes to pass anything more restrictive than what they already did. So the legislation's future could be in question. New this morning, the South Carolina Highway Patrol is investigating a crash that left one person dead. It happened last night just before 10 on U.S. Highway 176 near Holly Hill. Highway Patrol says a driver was trying to pass another vehicle when they ran off the road, hit a guardrail, and flipped. Troopers say the driver was the only person in the vehicle. The coroner's office has not yet released the identity of that driver. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office is searching for a woman with autism who has been reported missing. Take a look at your screen. Deputies say Janie Milahakis was last seen around 3 p.m. yesterday afternoon at a home on Rio Vista Avenue in Georgetown, right off North Fraser Street. Anyone who sees her is asked to contact the Sheriff's Office. That number is there at the bottom of your screen. A judge has ruled the wrongful death lawsuit for Mallory Beach will go to trial next January with all defendants present. This means that now both Parker's Corporation and Alec Murdoch will be tried side by side. This is a reversal from an order earlier this month that separated the defendants. Parker's lawyers requested to be tried separately from Murdoch to avoid prejudice and the judge initially agreed. Representatives for the Beach family asked the court to reconsider saying the order was unnecessary leading to the judge making his ruling yesterday. Mallory Beach died after an underage Paul Murdoch, Alec Murdoch's son, had reportedly driven a boat intoxicated before crashing it three years ago. Parker's is the company that owned the store where Paul reportedly purchased alcohol on the day of that crash. Goose Creek City Council and a developer are working on another potential mixed-use development or commercial build called Windsor Mill Village. Yeah, Melissa Rademacher was at a work session and has details on the options for that land. 
The developer proposed two options, a mixed use planned development or a commercial development. The Windsor Mill Village is located at Windsor Mill Road and Highway 52 on about 30 acres. The planned development would put apartments, senior living, retail space and green space on the property. A commercial development would build things like a grocery store, car care businesses, a general store and restaurants. During Tuesday's special planning session, council members heard details of the two plans and asked questions about traffic, timelines and shared opinions on the designs for Windsor Mill Village. We need uh, adult living assisted living and memory care. It still lacks in here in the city of Goose Creek. Um, they also want to put apartments and some retail. Obviously, some of our citizens are still apprehensive about apartments in that particular location. General commercial could go there uh, by right. Uh, they don't have to come to council for that. They can put that in right now as we speak. They would like to do something else, and certainly council is considering something else. Mayor Habib says he knows some citizens and council members still have questions about the plans, so he says they will continue to work with the developer to find the best use of the land for the area. In Goose Creek, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. The Medical University of South Carolina has received a $1.5 million federal grant from the Health Resources and Services Administration. Officials say this grant will help to extend training in rural areas to improve opportunities for telehealth. Live 5's Lauren Quinlan joining us live now with more on how this grant will benefit these rural communities. Good morning. Good morning. Officials with MUSC say telehealth is here to stay, but they need more personnel, resources, and training to further careers in telehealth, more specifically in rural communities. Telehealth is the distribution of health-related services and information via electronic information and telecommunication technologies. The funding from the Health Resources and Services Administration supports the establishment of the South Carolina Rural Telehealth Workforce Pipeline Network and brings together statewide collaborations like this one with MUSC's Regional Health Network. MUSC has partnered with different rural communities in the state like Williamsburg and Florence. Reagan DeBose Morris with the hospital says through this grant they plan on providing experiences like internships and shadowing opportunities for local students in these areas who have an interest in health care and technology. This is because they need a workforce that is trained and located in proximity to the services provided, and traditional healthcare training often does not address the actual application of telehealth. DeBose Morris says students will learn from experts in the field because there's not a lot of existing telehealth providers. We are looking to place students in these communities um, where they already live and work um, so that they're able to support their local hospitals, their local community health centers in ways that will make it so that they can stay locally. DeBose Morris says this is the fruition of a lot of planning that will hopefully support the growth of rural communities through new types of jobs. She also says rural counties will continue to benefit from telehealth growing and it being a viable career opportunity for many clinicians, educators and technicians. To learn more about MUSC's telehealth services, just click on this story on Live5News.com. Live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5News. The Publix at Monk's Corner Marketplace is celebrating its grand opening this morning at 7. Publix says they've been looking forward to opening a location in Monk's Corner to be able to provide more options for residents. Molly McBride joining us live from Monk's Corner Marketplace with more information about that grand opening. I know a lot of happy residents in that area. Yeah, it's located on the corner of Cypress Garden Road and Highway 52, and it will be open seven days a week from 7 to 9. 
I spoke with the media relations manager, Jared Glover, who says Publix is looking forward to meeting the needs of the surrounding community with a variety of food options and quality customer service. We had received numerous requests for us to join this community um, to bring that quality customer service here. So uh, we knew that we had to meet that need and, and join the Monk's Corner area. Between 2010 and 2020, the population of Monk's Corner nearly doubled, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. I spoke to Doug Cowden, a Bono Beach resident, who says he's noticed more and more restaurants and grocery stores pop up in the area as it continues to grow. And he's eagerly awaiting today's grand opening. We've been looking forward to an opening. We love Publix and living out in the country um, where we live, it's nice to have a really good store. Publix says they've hired 130 associates at this location alone and are still hiring. If you're interested in applying at any Publix location, visit live5news.com and click on the story. Reporting live in Monk's Corner, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. On this date in 1928, Scottish medical researcher Alexander Fleming made a discovery that would save countless lives. He discovered the very first effective antibiotic, penicillin. And on this date in 1991, Garth Brooks made history. He became the first country artist to have an album debut at number one on the charts. That album was Rope in the Wind and was his third album. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Bridget Bardot is 88. Actor Joel Higgins from Silver Spoons is 79. Actor Jeffrey Jones is 76. Actress Naomi Watts is 54. And actress Hilary Duff turns 35. Stay on top of what's happening with Hurricane Ian with the Live 5 First Alert Weather app. It's free for you on your mobile device, and you can find it in Apple's App Store or Google Play. Thanks again for joining us for Morning, y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning, y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.